Welcome to a world where murder and mystery is everyday life for some. I'm your fearless host, Sam Roper. Join me as we look at some of the most dark and disturbing stories I could find. As always, thank you for listening. We're so glad you could join us for another episode of Dark Matters. Catherine Hobbs was a child with two loving parents, though a child of divorce. She kept a close relationship with her father while living with her mother. Catherine was eight when her parents divorced, this subsequently being the first time she began having specific premonitions of her death. For Catherine, life would not be so happy after the first time she had one of these visions. For over eight years, Catherine would have to live with the question, would her premonitions come true? Catherine Hobbs had believed she would die at a young age long before she turned eight. But it was one hot summer day on a trip to the mall that she would truly begin to see what was in store for her. Catherine, her mother, and Catherine's friend all decided to take a trip to the mall to cool off from the summer heat. At one point, Catherine and her friend are sitting on a bench inside the mall as her mother stood close by. Catherine told her friend something that she would never forget. Catherine said, I'm not going to live past 16. I'm going to die before then. Catherine's mother did what she could to console her daughter, eventually moving her to Las Vegas. After the move, Catherine began to make friends and started to fit in fast. The premonitions continued, but became less severe and less common. Sadly, in seventh grade, Catherine's best friend passed away from heart complications, and this would bring the dark visions back, putting Catherine into a state of fear that only got progressively worse. As Catherine got closer to her 16th birthday, she became more reclusive, spending every waking second she could inside her room. She would often read, especially romance novels, living vicariously through the words that were put together, stories of life she could only read on pages instead of experiencing for herself. The years passed and the days grew closer, and then Catherine's 16th birthday came and went. She made it in her mind as she told those closest to her, and the premonitions stopped. Catherine began hanging out with friends again outside of school. She even started paving her path towards becoming a beautician. Catherine finally felt she could begin her life again, as if rising from the dead after sixteen very long years. 
On July 23, 1987, Catherine finished her last novel she had, and at 11 p.m., she told her mom, who was watching TV, she was going to the grocery store to get a new book. She told her mom to give her a kiss, and that she might also stop and talk to friends on the way if she saw any. As Catherine made her way, she found none of her friends hanging out that night, so she continued on the block and a half walk to get her new book at the store. At 11.17, Catherine purchased that book, but sadly, she never made it home. Police started searching immediately after they were contacted. Unfortunately, Catherine's mother fell asleep and did not know her daughter was missing until the next morning. So once law enforcement got involved, quite a bit of time elapsed. Going through Catherine's path that night, Detectives question everyone they run into, finally leading them to the grocery store she purchased the book at. A store clerk witnessed her leaving after the purchase. From there, he saw nothing as she walked back through the parking lot into the night. Nine days later, geologist Rick Picol was searching for crystals in a remote area near Lake Mead. On his way back to his car, he noticed a strong foul odor when about 200 feet from his car, he would find the body of Catherine Hobbs. Tire tracks, carpet fiber, and a rock cracked into two with her blood on it led authorities to believe she was brought there alive and then beaten to death. When going through Catherine's belongings back at the home, they came across several letters written by Catherine to her close family and friends. One read, Dear Mother, In the event of my death, you shall get this letter. I hope you live happily, and I don't want you or anyone else to dwell on my death. I love you all very dearly. You were good to me, and nobody else could have been a better mother. Keep me alive in your heart and don't ever forget me. Love always, Kathy. For almost three decades, Catherine's murder would go unsolved. That is, until her death was linked to a man named Michael Lee Lockhart, who was arrested for the murder of another woman. Using advanced testing on the carpet fiber found on Catherine's body, police were able to link her to a Toyota automobile owned by Lockhart during the time of Catherine's murder. Unfortunately, because Lockhart had already been executed, he was never taken to trial for Catherine's heinous murder. Lockhart is believed to have murdered at least six women between 1987 and 1988, spanning Indiana, Texas, Florida, Nevada, and Tennessee. Catherine and Lockhart were not linked until 2014, long after Michael Lee Lockhart's execution. By lethal injection on December 9, 1997, 
almost 10 years after his capture. Though he might not have been charged for Catherine Hobbs' murder, he will forever go down as the perpetrator, giving Catherine's family as much closure as they could possibly get. Would Catherine have survived her deadly premonitions if she hadn't gone to the store that night? Sadly, we will never know. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Dark Matters. As always, I'm your fearless host, Sam Roper. If you have a story for us, email us at officialdarkmatters at gmail.com or message me on facebook.com backslash realdarkmatters. And remember, until next time, always look behind you.